and welcome to Real Doofs. I'm Drew. I'm Brian. And I'm Laura. And this is our pop culture movie podcast. And y'all, um, I gotta say, if you've been paying attention this year, we've been doing a little bit of a fan voting every month, certain topic, and we were like, fans, you tell us what you want to see. Here's four movies, and you can check it out. What do you think? And you've all been voting, and I gotta say, 90% of the time, you have been spot-on awesome. Um, however, uh, Laura, Brian, and I decided this month, August, we just need to take a quick break from that. We need to just just um, recenter ourselves mm, balance you know, our chakras right yeah get, yeah back to get, our roots yeah. get back to our roots get back to what this podcast is all about and that's about watching something with at least one of us who has not seen a pop culture critical film mm. and today we're watching oh the boy. meg can't wait. Yes. <laughs> the, Meg. No, the Meg part two. We are future casting. Uh, Sharknado part four. Movie. Yeah. Yep. Sharknado part four. Um, but no, we are watching something that is um actually has um its talons wrapped around the pulse mm. of pop culture. Uh and very excited. And this is one that Laura also just um loves to the degree i don't know if it's a dirty dancing degree but i, I know you really enjoy this movie this is one of those ones that it's yeah. on tv you gotta watch right? yeah so and i've said that we've had to watch this it comes up multiple times yes during our podcast so yes so laura is captaining our ship today mm -hmm. and i am more than happy to um sit back and relax and watch this because it is a brilliant um cool flick laura yeah. what are we doing so today we are watching the 1994 American drama Shawshank Redemption. Um, and so, I <laughs> very so excited. Good. Yeah. So good. We I do have a little game for us first. Um I'll give Brian you're going to have a little clue about the movie um before this game starts. So the movie is based on a 1982 Ski, uh, Stephen King novella. Oh. Um, so the game that we are playing, I'm, I'm borrowing this with pride from our friend Richard Lewis that was on the podcast <laughs> last time. Um, so we are going to play, is it a Stephen King novel or a 1980s porno movie? <laughs> <laughs> we had such a good time with this last time. Yeah. Um, and when I was looking so much, there's so, so much, so much. And when I was looking through, trying to figure out a game, so many of these titles just stuck out to me. I like, this is the only game that we can play. Mm. It, it's just the only thing yeah. that makes sense for us to play. Um, Amazing. so I also like how Richard had us do it last time. I'm kind of the rapid fire. So I'm not going to okay. tell you the answers. Cool. We're just going to go through Good them method. quick. Um, and we'll see who the winner is at the end. I will have to say it can be a Stephen King novel or novella. So okay. some of his short stories. Okay. So it'll, it'll be the title though. The title. Of, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Not going to be like night shift. And then we'll be like, oh man, is it one of the four books in night shift? Okay. No, no, no. It, well, at least as far as I know, I did not go into that much research. So we're going to, we're going to hope that what I'm saying is correct, but all right. All right. So. The first one that we're going to go with is it's called Murder Baby. 
I think the whole title is "It's Called Murder Baby." All in. Yep. Okay. Um. No, I just added the baby in. <laughs> called murder it's baby. Called baby. <laughs> um. Or murder baby. Like I'm putting baby. murder it's dash called murder baby. comma baby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we think? Stephen um, King or porn? I think this is Stephen King. I think it's porn. Okay. <laughs> Such confidence. Okay. <laughs> All right. The next one is Easy Alice. Okay. <laughs> I. Uh. Porn. 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 Okay. Yep, okay. Porn. All right. The next one, a very tight place. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think that's Stephen sorry King. in advance King okay. I think the most of, I think the most like I think the worst ones are going to be Stephen King's right next we have Blind Willie <laughs> I, I think this is Stephen King also agreed this is bird. so fun this okay. is what all, all of our games should be okay. <laughs> next is peeping tom uh porn okay stephen king okay we have two more um bag of bones <laughs> that one's porn <laughs> i think it's stephen king but i in my heart i hope it's porn stephen king okay <laughs> and the fi- final one is i can't say this one without laughing gwendy's button box <laughs> stephen king porn okay now you see why I couldn't not play this game yeah. with these options that are out there. I was waiting for you to bring up the body, and I was going to be like, "Which one is that?" That was on my list, but that one I think is the more commonly known. Uh... Yeah. The Dark Tower. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm, well, yeah, that all could work. Song for Su- Su- uh, Susanna. <sighs> mm-hmm. All right, so the wolves of the cow. <laughs> The first one that we had, I lost, I'm all flustered now with my paper after laughing. Okay, so we had Peeping Tom. No, wait, that wasn't my first one, sorry. It's called Murder Baby. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, That is a porn. So Drew gets one point for that. Then we had, I think I might be out of order, so we're just going to go through. Uh, Easy Alice. Yep. That is a porn. You both got that right. Uh, then we had a very tight place. That that is Stephen King, mm-hmm. so you were both correct on that. Uh, then we have Peeping Tom. That is a porn. So Brian gets a point for that one. Yeah. You're all tied up all right. right now. Um, Blind Willie <laughs> is a Stephen King book, mm-hmm. so you got that. Both got that right. All right. Bag of Bones also got that correct. That is a Stephen King. Mm-hmm. I'm disappointed. And unfortunately, <laughs> it is. I've read that one. <laughs> so now the tiebreaker 
Gwendy's Button Box is a Stephen King book. Uh, so Drew, Drew is our winner by one mm-hmm. point. <laughs> that's a uh, that's like a trilogy too. My so I I mean I don't know if you know this or not, but my brother is a massive Stephen King fan. Like oh, massive. so he had a leg up. <laughs> oh yeah, he rereads um, Stephen King's like entire collection like once a year. Wow. And has so many books. books. That's a lot. So many books. You know, he has this weird strategy where he starts with at Carrie and then he'll read every book until the next Stephen King book comes out. So sometimes he gets all the way through. Sometimes he gets like halfway through the collection. But Stephen King still puts out like one book a year. Like, yeah, that's wild. That's yeah. yeah. He's he's like kind of a speed reader, too, though. So that's crazy. But yeah, I I know. I guess once you have read them box. Huh? I guess once you've read them like once a year or two, you could probably get through it faster. Right. <clears throat> Gwendy and her button box. Oh. <laughs> All right. Now to get to the serious stuff. Yeah. Um. So, like I said, the Shawshank Redemption, um, based on the 1982 Stephen King novella, actually called Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. We'll let you think about that, Brian, why you think that's what the original title is. Um, and it actually appeared in a book, Different Seasons, uh, that also included Stand By Me, which you both know. And was, do you remember what that was actually called? That book was called The Body. The Body. I was going to say, was oh. that The Body, right? Yeah. Yep. That makes um, sense. And then Apt Pupil, which was also made into a movie, Ooh. but I don't know that I've ever heard of that one. So Apt Pupil, by the way, a Brian Singer film, so it's kind of like, uh, but, um. This one is about this kid who his neighbor is like a reclusive old man and he's really a Nazi in Ooh, hiding. Okay. And oh. he like brainwashes this kid into kind of being a Nazi. And the movie was, I think, Brad Renfro, who, Brian, you probably maybe have seen once or twice, but Laura, I know you've seen Brad Renfro. He ended up, I think, ended up committing suicide later in life but brad renfro is dead uh brad renfro but ian mckellen it was the first time ian mckellen and brian singer worked together and they worked together several times on x-men movies and things like that but ian mckellen played this nazi okay pretty wild wow yeah Hmm. have to watch give it a watch Mm -hmm. uh and then just a little more background on the movie it was written and directed by frank you're gonna have to help me pronounce this last name drew is it Darabont. 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 Yeah, I was Frank not Darabont. Even yep. close. Frank Darabont. You were close. You were close. <laughs> you, you just it was the wrong uh emphasis on the wrong <laughs> syllable. And he's <laughs> also done some other film adaptations of Stephen King's uh The Green Mile, mm-hmm. The Mist, and he also um uh, worked on The Walking Dead for yep. I think a couple seasons. Two seasons. Yeah, he was the showrunner yeah. on that and then left with an argument with AMC. Um oh. Yeah, Darabont has made arguably some of the best Stephen King adaptations. That's all. I've never seen <laughs> one that we have to put on our list is The Green Mile because I've never seen The Green Mile oh, and I know that that's a fantastic movie. Good. Yeah. It's just one that has escaped me from watching. Yeah. Uh, and then the film score was by Thomas Newman. And I just thought this was interesting, the range of things that he has done. Um, he did the American Beauty and the Green Mile, but then also Finding Nemo and Wally. 
Wow. <laughs> very, very different. So I thought okay. that was interesting. Um, so we can get started. Yeah. With some, unless you have any other background on the movie, nope. Drew. No. Okay. No, I don't. No. Um, <laughs> and we'll let Brian do a majority of the guessing because I know pretty. I know what I remember. You know a too lot much. Of, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> um. So. First, I just wanted to see, is there anything that you know about this movie at all, Brian? Uh, no. And I Ooh, realized I in the beginning part of this movie that uh, until you said Green Mile, I was thinking like everything that I was visualizing was Green Mile. I was like, oh, all right, Shawshank Redemption. What do I know? Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks, uh, that other guy, um, <laughs> Michael Clark. Yeah. Uh, what's his name the main actor in that movie duncan michael Clark duncan yeah and i was picturing like this jail cell scene and all that stuff and like i've never mm-hmm. seen green mile either so i don't know very much about it but everything <laughs> that i was visualizing was that yeah and now the only thing i'm pulling up i reevaluated the memory banks and now i think the only thing i'm really pulling up is i'm pretty sure morgan freeman's in this okay um but that is That's literally all I know. I do not know what a Shawshank is. That was <laughs> going to be one of my questions. What you think Shawshank is? So, so I, I, I literally can't picture anything. Like I'm not picturing a time frame. I can't picture like scenery or anything. Mm-hmm. I, I can kind of picture like Morgan Freeman's outfit, and so I think it's like pre-1920s okay uh and i think that the only logical thing i can come up with is that i think shawshank is a town okay and i think the redemption is the town i think the town did something awful and they're they need redemption for it and this movie is talking about the redemption of shawshank west virginia West Virginia. Okay, got got very specific there. I just ran through a few state names. You know, well, I can get doesn't roll off the tongue. One thing I will say: Do you know Stephen King? Almost all of his books take place. Yeah, in Maine. Yeah. (laughs) So so I can give you that as (laughs) as a freebie. Yeah. Cool. Um. So you said Morgan Freeman. That's I'll give you that. That's a good guess. Um, 1920s. All right. Now, trying to think here without giving too much. I away. know because I know so little. I any know, of your questions could give me a lot of information. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think fresh fish means? If somebody's uh, calling somebody fresh fish. Ooh fish you're a fresh fish or like here comes some fresh fish oh like i think like guppy like here comes a guppy (laughs) like someone who's gullible or naive or will fall for anything like someone who's like yeah like naive like green green behind the ears or whatever All, all of those expressions yeah i think it's like here comes some fresh fish or yeah, they're gullible because there's a con that you're going to play on them. There's some fresh fish that we're going to catch in our trap. Okay. So I was going to ask, why is this town so bad then? Like, what are they trying to redeem themselves from? Mm. 
yeah, maybe there's cons that happen here. Maybe it's a whole con town. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the banks are running dry. Um, got some gambling. Some what? What year is Prohibition? Got some. Oh yeah, Prohibition. Smuggling some alcohol. That could be it. I could be the- just throwing you off. Fresh fish makes me think it's one of the port towns. Well, I can also ask you this then. Um, They do take some bets in the movie, but what do you think they're taking bets on? Hmm. Maybe. um, I think there's a thing that someone in the town is trying to do and that's like their redemption but the town is like betting against them so there's a it's kind of like a rough and tumble seaside town there is some like illegal gambling and some illegal alcohol having (laughs) and uh (laughs) like speakeasies and stuff Uh, and there's one person who's like trying to make a new name for themselves they're trying to like come up out of it, and people are like betting against it. And either the if the town's not Shawshank, this person, this person who's like trying to trying to come up and be better than their circumstances is like yeah, like could it be somebody's name? They're Shawsh- They're the Shawshank. They're the Shawshank. <laughs> the Shawshank was within them the whole time. Um, they're is an animal in this movie that's name is jake what type of animal do you think jake is jake feels like a dog okay a bloodhound i'll let you know it's not a dog oh damn it's not like a it's not a dog or a cat i'll give you that donkey That just went. <laughs> I would. Once you see what the actual <laughs> animal is, <laughs> that's going to be hysterical. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love that. Um, I kind of want to wait for Drew to come back now for this next one. So you're going to have to cut again. <laughs> Sorry. Or- I'm going to give you an alternate take. So, okay. There is a relatively close, small, like close knit town in the seaside. And there's some like bad stuff that happens too. But yep. here you've got Morgan Freeman, mm-hmm. Mr. Shawshank, uh, who's kind <laughs> okay. of like a grumpy old guy out in the woods. Okay. Uh, Jake is his donkey. And he doesn't. <laughs> okay. Jake, Jake's his donkey, and he doesn't want anyone to come in near him or his land. But there's like a young kid who like builds a rapport with them, and they get real close, and that's that's Shawshank's redemption. Okay, I like that. He gets to like help the kid through like a tough time or something. Shawshank and Jake the donkey. Shawshank <laughs> and Jake 
the donkey. I love that. Okay. Um, last thing I'm going to ask you. How many times do you think I cry in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. I I don't think. I don't think you cry more than I do. <laughs> I yeah. do in any so of our movies. I will say I'm not sure that you'll cry watching this for the first time. The initial watch, I cry more because I've seen it so many times and I know mm. what's coming. I think okay. you. There's one part that you may cry. Um, I'm gonna say three. Okay. I'm gonna say three times. Okay. And I think I'll cry at least once. <laughs> You could definitely, I yes, I, I agree see with it. that. Yeah. yeah, I can see it. There's one especially when he's got to put poor Jake the donkey down. <laughs> oh no, it's <laughs> one of the worst. Wait, how did you know about Jake the donkey? <laughs> <laughs> I love um, that. Or Jake is a whale, and this is kind of like a Captain Ahab uh, oh. sort of retelling. Like his white whale. It's his white whale. He's right. always... that's Jake. That's my giant. Bluefin tuna I've been trying to get. Mm. Oh, I, love I love this. That. I love okay. this. Yeah. I've thrown a lot at the wall because yeah, I have no we, idea what this movie's about. I think I gave everything. you four okay. movies. Can I ask, uh, did you bring up anything about the IMDb Top 250? I had that for after the movie. Okay, I just wanted to see if he could knew what, oh, guess. wanted to guess what number it sat at. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So, Brian, this movie is one of the, I think we've only done like three or four, well, we've done a handful of movies on that top 250 list, but this movie is on the IMDb top 250 greatest movies of all time by the voters, by the members of IMDb. Okay. What number do you think this sits at? 11. All right. Sweet. That's a good, good, good question to guess. All right. Unless we have any final thoughts, any final questions? No. I think we're probably good to go. I think we're good to go. Let's meet Jake. Let's meet Jake the <laughs> I was going to try to make a donkey noise and yeah. I decided not to. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You think we're going to see the, uh, like the, the donkey scene first and then we'll go mm -hmm. back to the past? Yeah, I think it's kind of going to be like Shrek. Yes. Wait, it's going to be like what? Shrek. <laughs> Not condoned? Sometimes a man gets angry and he kills some people. That's okay. <laughs> he just killed them too much. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. But thinking about it first? That's a no-no. <laughs> I mean, if you can get a person, you can definitely get a donkey in. <laughs> you know what, what stuns me about, like, the cinematography of these things is, like, today we spend, zero, like, pretty much, like, no money to get a shot like this because we can use drones. And back then yeah. we had to use helicopters to get this shot. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And it was a, it's an expensive thing to get a helicopter to do this flyover x amount of times you know i thought he was gonna eat it what a small donkey what a small donkey
<laughs> you two doing okay? <laughs> you know that's the part that I cry. <laughs> I love Proxy. I decided to watch the both of you instead of the movie for the last minute. Ryan looked, Ryan looked so somber, and Laura, I was just like, "Yep, this is this is." Like Cassie said, when it was pinched below. Just, I forgot about that. Oh god, so casual. Just so willing to share. Anyways, yeah, right. Go go squeeze one out. Yeah. I love it. How does Morgan Freeman look the same then as he does now? Right? He's, he's, <laughs> he's eternal. He's like a Paul Rudd, yeah. He really is. Like He has gray hair now. That's about it. Mm -hmm. A couple more wrinkles, but not too but, many. But not, not... You wouldn't yeah. think 30 years later. Right. I've heard a rumor about um, Morgan Freeman that I think is... I think it's true. He has... Uh, he wears a pair of diamond earrings like all the time because mm -hmm. it's like a uh, old sailors thing that if you die away from home you the diamonds are worth enough for your burial and to like uh take care of all the costs oh really huh. yeah he is wearing earrings in a lot of the pictures i'm pulling up yeah 1955 okay cool i like when continuity works yeah <laughs> And that makes sense that they wouldn't be able to get something brand new right away. So like a couple of years later. Yeah. yeah. But um, even even uh, Oppenheimer yeah. uh, just had a continuity error. Oh, really? Yeah. People were waving American flags at one point and they had all 50 stars on it. But by when the atomic bomb was created, Hawaii wasn't a state yet. Uh, so the flag was wrong. Or um, Alaska. Or was it Alaska, not Hawaii? Yeah, it was both. It should oh, have both. been a it should have been a forty eight state flag, not a fifty state ah. flag. There was one in this movie. It said some of the cigarette packs had a certain general warning on it, but that wasn't a thing yet. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. But that was pretty much the only mistake in the movie. Mm. Yeah, at this point in time, it was a general surgeon's recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> They were like, yes, so he's good for I you. Have more of pack these. A, pack a day. <laughs> like, Laura, I know you said, like, you wouldn't mind a week in, in solitary. A month, though. Fuck that. But, like, like you got to piss and shit in the dark. Like, oh, complete yeah. darkness. I, I would probably be annoyed by that the most. Oh, like, the sleeping part. You go to the bathroom? What's that? They don't let you go to the bathroom? No, the toilet is in there. Oh. You um. know? So you're like, fuck is yeah, that Yeah, and they toilet? probably don't clean it that whole time either. Right? And you're like, hey, I'm out of toilet paper. And they're like, use your hand. You're like, oh, man. <laughs> God, okay, yeah. I didn't consider that part. Like, but the, the most other part. Sure. That sounds mm -hmm. great. Oh, what do we got here? Even Cap's like, uh, that's a bummer. Hey, there's more light in there than I expected, though. Yeah, you could do a little peeing in that light. Yeah. 
Oh, but not having to shower for two months. Ugh. Not having to shower? Were you saying that as a good thing or a bad thing? No, no, no. Like, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> oh, but not having to clean myself? Mm, chef's kiss. I worded uh. it wrong. <laughs> not having a shower. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Red's like this man's gone crazy two mm-hmm. months in the hole. Also, his advice, like it's a pipe dream, Andy, is literally everything I hear whenever I'm like, I should play the lotto. <laughs> Mega millions. Part makes me laugh because it makes me think of Twilight when they wait to play baseball when there's a thunderstorm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, wait to use my rock. I wouldn't have the energy. No. After vomiting as much as I would have vomited. Yeah. Uh, I would just be floating face down in this water here. <laughs> you wouldn't rip your shirt off like this. Nope. I would. I I would be I I wouldn't make it. I would have been drowning in that shit. This goes back to what we talk about in a lot of these types of movies of the, the will to live. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do, do you have the the will to want to be free that badly? I'm just saying I know my body after I vomit once. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought, like, how would they, how would Red find him on the beach in the middle of nowhere? But then if you're like, probably ask around this small little yeah. town in Mexico, right. like, this rich white dude showed up. <laughs> Where is he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Happy ending. All right. So that was the Shawshank Redemption. What did we think? I thought it was great. I love the part where. Morgan Freeman was like, Jake the donkey, get out of my swamp. And uh, oh, it was so good. Such a lighthearted romp. I forget that this is a signature move of Brian's. <laughs> now, like, what did we think? And then it's like, call back. Generally. Uh, I love it. I love it so fucking much. I mean... It was just a great movie. Mm-hmm. I don't have uh, it. It's like it's just really good. Uh, it's it's wild to see a movie that's. Um, I mean, we see good movies, but like, just like so well done. Like mm. so, every detail was like thought of. There were so many moments like earlier in the film that were like just cl- like maybe just like well done but just like classic movie making techniques of yeah. just like to mm-hmm. give us that little bit with brooks mm. to give us an even more satisfying ending um with red yeah. you know it, it, it's the same like and that whole scene with the like rehabilitation i don't know what that means <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah he tries to describe like no i know what you fucking think it is <laughs> yep. yeah uh, it's well, just it's satisfying in every way. It's just good like writing, dialogue, and uh just really well done. So it's funny you said the ending with 
with Red. So in the book, it ends with him just on the bus, and you don't know mm-hmm. if he ever meets up with Andy. But they yep. decided in the movie, because it is such kind of like a heavy movie yeah. throughout the whole thing, they're like, we're going to give you a happy ending with this <laughs> Here's one. a little treat. Here's a little <laughs> yeah. treat for sticking this one out. <laughs> a little bit. Actually, the last time I rewatched it, I had a moment at the end. I was like, did Red die? And this is supposed to be like a, did he actually mm. kill himself? And then we're just seeing like, you mm. know, him go to like his paradise or heaven and i guess that is a theory, a theory. but not but not really the they've okay. said like that's not really true but i never really had thought about that before i'm like and then i got sad <laughs> and i was like oh, yeah no. <laughs> i think they said the intention is like this is it's keep real. it happy yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. um it's also a beautifully shot movie um yeah. and that is because and i don't know if you have this info laura do you talk about the cinematographer at all you can go for it sweet so that's uh roger deakins i saw his name when it popped up uh roger deakins this guy like i'm just gonna list off a couple of movies uh that maybe you have heard of that he has done um he did the cinematography for Fargo. He did it for The Big Lebowski. He did it for mm. Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? The Man Who Wasn't There, um, A Beautiful Mind, um, uh, House mm. of Sand and Fog, The Lady Killers, Jarhead, No Country for Old Men, wow. uh, Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert <laughs> Ford, which is one of the most beautiful shot movies, uh, Doubt, The Reader, Revolutionary Road, um, True Grit, uh, he did the cinematography for Rango, which is really weird because that's an animated movie. Um, mm. Skyfall, he did it for Prisoners, wow. Sicario, Hail Caesar, Blade Runner 2049, uh, 1917, Empire of Light. Um, dude, it only is hits. <laughs> beautifully shot movies. So this was no yeah. exception either. The guy knows what he's doing. Uh, Deacons, wow. amazing. And Drew, I know you've seen it a bunch of times. Still, still like it every time oh, you watch it. It's, it's. This is absolutely a. Um, now, Brian, I don't like. I, I think you would kind of. We've talked about this happening before. I don't know if this is one of the movies you you've ever noticed or been aware of, but like, this is one of those movies that was on like TNT like yes. every weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, this is a movie. If, if it's on, you stop and watch this movie. Once you've seen it in full, you will, like, if it's on or you can watch it, you know, it's like a movie you watch. It's just, mm. it's one of those movies. I mean, it's just, I mean, a tale of survival and 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 hope, like you said, and, and stuff like that. Just, just done so fucking well. And another argument a lot of people think and say this is, like, some of Stephen King's non-horror books are some of his best stories and as laura said this is a novella this this was adapted and made better from what was that original Mm. story but like the same thing with stand by me the body is a novella it's a small bit and someone adapted it to an even to bigger heights and that's the same i mean hell even i mean the green mile is technically a novel but it was originally released in short chapters almost like it was like i think 11 books short like books into and you could get it as one big book in the end but it was released in small bits as well and um you know it's just something about 
you know, Stephen King can put a good idea out there and someone who's really skilled and talented can adapt it into an even better thing. Even Darabont uh, did a third Stephen King movie that uh, Laura mentioned called The Mist, um, which it was trashed when it first came out. Mm. It was like people were like, oh, Darabont finally made a shitty Stephen King movie. And now <laughs> it's more revered over time than than you would think. And the mist is like a, a monster horror one, but it's more about the horrible people stuck in mm. a bad situation. Like where we go when, when we yeah. have to survive, um, which is kind of like the thing did that a little bit too. Mm. It did. Uh, yeah. 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 It's like, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a horror movie, but it's really about like these people turning on each other. Right in unnecessary and, moments right and the mist is the same way but it's it's now that it's been like 15 years or something like that people like rewatch it and are like this actually isn't a bad movie uh the ending of that movie though has a big twisty thing that people are like what the fuck but um i don't want to get into that we're talking about shawshank <laughs> right now so uh but yeah. well, in general it, though. this movie actually didn't do well when it first no. released like it, they had a i think it was like a 20 Three million dollar budget, yes. twenty five million dollar budget, mm -hmm. and it only made sixteen million dollars um, when it was released. So right. they actually re-released it. Mm -hmm. um, yes, I think it was like a year later, um, and then it did very well. That's um, wild. Have they done that for? Was that a much it, more common thing? Like, well, I mean, it came out towards the end of the year too. So when it started getting uh, Academy Award notor notoriety and like buzz. Okay. Like then people, see, yeah, the, yeah, it was people nominated for seven, um, yeah, Academy Awards. Yes, and Laura, I looked into this because I knew it flopped in the beginning, but I did look into something. According to Box Office Mojo, um, it was first released, and it, opening weekend was not even a million dollars. However, the opening weekend it was only in thirty three theaters globally. Uh, or not globally, sorry, uh, nationwide. So I looked at that and that was in, that means when it opened that week, it came out in September of 94. Um, it was 13th place, um, Jurassic park. So this movie made $727,000 on its three days that it was open in 33 theaters. Jurassic park made was in 14th place with $400,000. Now you're like, oh, well, that's why did Jurassic Park make that much less? That's because Jurassic Park was in its 68th week of release. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Jurassic Park was over a year in theaters and still making money. So um, it was actually two weeks later in October where it finally jumped from 37 theaters to 328 theaters and made nearly $2 million. And it was still the eighth highest grossing movie behind the river wild mm -hmm. with Meryl Classic. Streep and Kevin Bacon. Mm -hmm. Only you Forrest Gump was in its 14th week of release and still at a uh, third or fourth place uh, or third place for the um, rank of movies. Um, Time cop, a freaking Jean-Claude Van Damme movie was still making money quiz show then Shawshank. So um, it's just wild because like you said, it, it didn't, it started picking up steam 
when it's when people started saying like this is a fucking good movie yeah and they didn't market it as a stephen king like based on a stephen king novel they didn't they didn't want him associated with it because i think he had more like scary movies out like and pet cemetery were Mm -hmm. out at that time um so they and it wasn't like that movie and but then they think the audiences were also confused at what the movie was going to be about they really Mm -hmm. had no idea so they just didn't go see it at first Uh, it's got not a great title for like pre yeah. being able to look up movie trailers on YouTube times. Yeah. Like and, I would see a movie yeah. with a weird title and be like, eh, I don't understand what that's about. Let me watch the u- trailer on YouTube. But like, you don't have that option in 1994. No. And that's you why call took... what movie phone or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> movie phone. <laughs> and that's why they took out the original title of Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Cause they thought people would think it was a movie about Rita Hayworth. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we're going to take mm-hmm. that out but it still didn't really help. Yeah. Um, and it's also funny, Drew, that you had mentioned, we always talk about that, oh, this movie was on TV all the time. And maybe I was like, maybe that was just me remembering this all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it was literally on TV constantly. It said by 2013, it had aired on 15 cable networks, which mm-hmm. is crazy, um, and had the most airtime along with Scarface and was only behind Mrs. Doubtfire, which I think is funny because <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire is on TV all the time. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Can you imagine like, you know, and this is a big thing with the whole actor strike and the, uh, the writer strike, but like, like back then when things aired on TV, not on streaming, you got residuals, you got payments. Like, can you imagine mm. yeah. for the 20 to 30 years that they the actors were getting paid for like like just to have this like to have this movie on TV and it still does play on like TNT but like no one watches yeah. that shit you know what i mean like it's all about streaming now we streamed it sorry tim robbins and morgan freeman no one got paid yeah, for us no. watching this yeah. you know what i mean no check like, for you <laughs> yeah no you you're getting zeros but like it's pretty wild to think um like this aired forever and it was also the most rented movie vhs in mm-hmm. 1995 too so it also <laughs> was super oh, yeah, popular prime prime blockbuster era yeah yeah, yeah yep. for sure i'm sure we rented it a handful of times it's interesting because i i grew up with streaming services like i had my i've had my netflix account since like 2011 yeah. so i uh when i'm saying like it was on tv all the time that was when i was like a kid yeah when i was like 10 to like 14 is when it was like on TV and I was not interested in watching it then which is probably why like movies like this I can gather less of the details from because I just stopped watching TV around that time who has cable now it's very different yeah so still is on TV like I used to have sling TV and literally Shawshank would be on (laughs) once a week it's just still constantly on right it's one of those movies that like the title is in like is burned in my brain. Like yeah. I yeah. I know it as like classic cinema film like Citizen Kane. I don't know shit. I don't know what Citizen Kane's about at all. I know nothing about that movie, but I know that that is like a extremely like foundational um yes. there's a movie theory that all modern American movies are either trying to be Citizen Kane or The Wizard of mm-hmm. Oz. Mm. um where like barbie is the wizard of oz and oppenheimer is citizen king but um Mm. yeah this is in that like 
there's movies like Jaws and Terminator and Alien, and then there's like Shawshank fucking Redemption, where it's like, yeah, I don't know. To, in my brain, that is like a gold standard movie without ever having seen it. Over I just Jaws. Yeah, I don't know. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> So now that Josh swam, so Josh <laughs> could crawl through a river of shit. All right. Yeah. So now that you've seen the movie, Brad, what number do you think this yeah. is on the IMDb's two fifty top two fifty? I, I think it's pretty high up there. Two fifty. There's a lot of movies, and I'm probably yes. forgetting some other like very high profile movies. But I think it's in the teens. I think yeah. I think I'm going to stick with my eleven for right now. Can I can I tell them what number? what number um is it fucking citizen kane <laughs> no uh citizen kane i think is number three on the list okay um godfather sure. two is probably up there uh the godfather one mm. i believe is um i believe number godfather one is number two. two on that list um let's see kind of leading so actually, you to the answer here so brian. so no wait brian <laughs> Number two is The Godfather. Number three is The Dark Knight. Number four is The Godfather Part Two. Mm. Number five, you said 11, I believe, was your number. Yeah. Um, number five is 12 Angry Men. Number six is Schindler's List. Number seven, Return of the King. Number eight, Pulp Fiction. Number nine, we're getting close to your number. Above number nine. Uh, Pulp Fiction's above this? Pulp Fiction right now is number eight. Number okay. nine, Lord of the Rings Fellowship. Number 10, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Number 11, Forrest Gump. Oh, shit. <laughs> so Forrest Gump is either better or worse than this movie. Laura, what's the number that uh, that Shawshank sits at on IMDb 250? It's number one. Oh, shit. It is the number yep. one Wow. Movie of all time. And it has been on that list as number one since the list has been out. It has never moved. In wow. fact, Dark Knight was the only movie that that bumped Godfather Part Two. It used to be Shawshank Godfather, Godfather Two, and Dark Knight is sitting in that spot, um, never to move either. Yeah. It, that, that must feel really good <laughs> to have yeah. a movie that's just like number one and like it's never fucking moving you're it's, just you've made the best movie everyone else is making movies worse than you from now essentially. on essentially forever no, the fact that like someone tells frank darabont hey your movie's better than the godfather yeah like, right <laughs> dude's probably like get the fuck out of here my movie's better than the godfather but like still do you notice how i didn't say citizen kane in the top 10 like yeah but Citizen Kane is a a brilliant technical a technical uh, uh, like achievement. But um, anyway, we'll talk about that another time when we watch that down the road <laughs> at some point. Um, but yeah, so it is. It's fucking brilliant, and I just I love it. I love that. All right, Laura, keep going. What do you got? What do you got? No, you got? Um, <laughs> so I thought it was fun that I guess Stephen King is pretty well known for um, selling his stories for really cheap to directors or writers that he thinks are going to do a good job so um how do you pronounce the director's last name again frank darabont darabont okay so darabont bought a short story before this the woman in the room which i have not heard of but he only bought it for a dollar from stephen (laughs) king and then when he went to go buy this um he bought it for five thousand dollars but Stephen King never cashed the check 
And he mm-hmm. sent it back to him and saying, in case you ever need bail money. Because <laughs> 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 he already had enough money at that time. He didn't need it. He was like, there yeah. you go. Uh, I just thought that was cute. <laughs> That's cute. Um, let's see. Um, I didn't know this. And this was a really fun fact that this is Morgan Freeman's first time narrating anything, any movie oh. or anything like that. So that really put him on the map for. Yeah his famous voice that we all know narrating a bajillion things. Mm -hmm. And I really can't think of anyone else narrating this where it would be so impactful. You know, it's just, it's Morgan Freeman. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, How many women do you think speak in this movie? I should have asked you before, but uh, now that you've seen it. This can't be the second movie that we have watched where there's only been one line that a woman yeah, has said. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel one. like... Okay. Because okay. that was also a Stephen King movie. <laughs> Is it two? Was it? <laughs> yeah, Stand By Me, there's only one oh, one yeah. line from a, or a woman or two lines, I think, total. So this does say... What I found says two, but I think that's incorrect because it's the woman at the grocery store when B- 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 yes. uh, Brooks is Double bagging. bag my bags. Yeah, and I'm like, you bitch, leave Brooks alone. Um, <laughs> the woman at the bank when Andy gets the money out and he hands yep. her the envelope. But then also mm. when uh, at the newspaper, when he mails the all this stuff to the newspaper, there's a woman in the background that says, like, welcome to the Daily Bugle or whatever. Uh. So you don't see her talk, but so two or three, we could say. I thought you were going to count Andy's wife when she was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. (laughs) I was not going to do that. (laughs) Hey, my movie's got women talking in it. (laughs) You can hear a moan in the beginning. Oh, my gosh. That's all you need. (laughs) <sighs> I'm crying. No, nope. great. Nope. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah, sorry, didn't mean to I lost. Up. Now I've lost track of what I was even gonna say next. Um, I love how there was a minute for a second where you both thought about him. <laughs> I don't know where to go from there. How about our favorite scenes? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Go from there. Uh, I'm good. I'm good now. Brian, what was your favorite scene? Um, With the shit blasted in his face. <laughs> that was actually chocolate. Oh, oh, was it? They pulled yeah. a Willy Wonka? They pulled yeah. a Willy Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> what, what does that even mean? You know, when they, they swim in the chocolate Instead of shit, in Willy Wonka? Well, I know. Oh, Everything you can see, you can eat. Um, I think... I think my favorite scene is the saddest one. And it's just the whole like Brooks monologue. It's just such a good scene, but it's, it's so heart wrenching after like, I don't know. The movie is like heavy and rough, but I feel like it takes a turn at that moment where it really starts to address like the toll that being in Mm -hmm. prison, like takes on you, which I think the movie did. Like it had this like ulterior message that didn't like, glorify it and like sometimes movies have a tendency to be like you gotta go through the rough stuff to to put Mm. some you know thick in your skin and make you come out better or whatever and it's like no it's just kind of a bad system and it doesn't work you know and it's good for these two to have hope but like it's a bad it's a whole it's just a bad thing 
It's kind of it's um, sad that not much has changed. In- yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, this movie is in the 1940s to 1960s. And if anything, yeah. the prison system is, like, worse. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I thought Brian was going to say, he was like, my favorite part was the saddest part. I thought he was going to be like, when Boggs got beaten up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Love, love me some Boggs. That's such a bummer, man. Yeah, Boggs was such a good guy. Yeah, you know. But no, Brooks was just, it was just sad (laughs) the whole time. His whole monologue, like just this old man trying to adjust to life, just bagging groceries and getting yelled at and being like, I don't like it out here. I want to go back on the inside. And literally that was what his, that was his life. He had lived longer in the prison and gotten used to that and made life there. That coming out of it was alien and foreign to him and, and not a place he wanted to be at. When yeah. he let Jake go out the window before he left, oh. he's like, I can't take care of you anymore. I'm like, oh. <laughs> gets me. And then, yeah, oh, the then park like, bench when he's like, yeah. sometimes I, I wonder if Jake's Jake going to come. come back and see me. Yeah. He never does. Um, oh. Yeah, that was rough. It, but it was my favorite scene because it did, it did like represent a turning yeah. point in the movie. Mm-hmm. And it, it just has an impact. It was, it was yeah. a very well done scene. I think. To, for me, like today, now watching it now, I think I, I love the um, the Andy escape scene with mm. the implication mm-hmm. and, and the whole scene from him escaping to seeing what oh, happened, the reveal yeah. of, of Raquel to so satisfying to the um, downfall mm-hmm. of the warden, that entire 10 minutes that we get it's like a kaiser like, so same when he's yeah, shaking he the rocks it. out of his pants like yeah. you get to see every little thing there so you can like really mm-hmm. put together how he did it and how he got away with it it's not yeah. one of those movies where you're just like oh he broke out of jail somehow you know yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. they like they explain it and you see, and you know it like this is what happened and it took him 20 fucking years yeah God. i love it that's one of mine too and i have not so much um, like scenes, but maybe quotes um, or things that Andy says at the very beginning when he's on trial and the, you know, the lawyer saying it's really convenient that mm. you threw your gun in the river and we can't find it. And he's like, no, actually, seeing that's as I'm right. innocent, that's pretty inconvenient for me. Um, yep. And he just like sets up how smart he is mm-hmm. and mm. you get like a sense of his personality. Yeah. Um, yeah good stuff all right all all three of us what's our favorite captain hardly uh, (laughs) i don't know it might be the other guy that had a pinch of loaf i don't know pinch of loaf or the (laughs) or it's like a fart in the wind fart in the wind Um, (laughs) i don't i don't want to hear a a mouse fart in here or whatever (laughs) if i even hear a mouse fart in here i like the what the christ is this happy horse shit I hope he improved all of his lines. I know. I didn't see anything about that, but I would like to hope that he did. If only he did those lines as Mr. Crab from uh, SpongeBob. That's so That tool that was? Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. I have to go now listen to SpongeBob to to hear it. (laughs) And um, Brian, you might know this more than Laura, but did, did you watch all of Clone Wars or did you watch most of it? I forget. How much of Clone Wars have you seen? Uh, uh, all of it. Yeah. Okay. He he also voiced um Darth Maul's brother, Savage Ventress, or uh, right? okay. Is that his name Savage Ventress, I think, or yeah, something like that. Yeah, Savage. Savage. Yeah, he was. He was. That was uh, his character too. He he voiced that. 
Um, that makes sense. Yeah, Clancy Brown's done a lot of stuff, but a lot of voice work too. Mm. He's he's good. He's good. One other thing, going back to Morgan Freeman doing the narrating, I've never heard of this before for other movies, but they had him record all of his voiceovers before they started filming, oh. and then they would play it while they were filming, so they oh. the actors could hear the narration of the story before they would like start shooting that scene, which I thought was really cool. That's interesting. I don't, yeah. I've never heard of that either. Yeah, that's a that. wild yeah. way to do it. Yeah. yeah. Let's everybody. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Get you in the mindset, you know, while you're doing it, you don't have to imagine it yourself. Yeah. Good stuff. I'm glad you liked it, Brian. I was nervous because it's <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite movies. <laughs> now, if you ever see it on, you can watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Duke meter time? Oh, yeah. yeah. Duke meter time. I don't know that I have it. Let me see. I got... What's the... Oh, that looks dangerous. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Brian's face. <laughs> I was like, what is he going to do with that? <laughs> did, it, did it make any sense? Did it did. Yeah. Okay, cool. It did. All right. Cool. All right. You got to well, do the, the rating description for me. Oh, Drew. of course I have to. Uh, hi, everybody. We just brought out the doof meter. That is our uh, patented doof meter, a, our one through five rating system, uh, in which one is eh, it's a movie, and a five is my God, I'm a doof. How have I not seen this before? My whole life is a lie. And that's our rating system. <laughs> So, I mean, obviously, we have to start with Brian, because, Brian, this is your first time seeing it. <laughs> yeah. um, now, Laura, write your number down. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, Brian. We don't what, know what mine's going to be. Yeah. So. <laughs> what do you uh, rate the Shawshank Redemption? I think it's an easy one. Um, I'm just kidding. This is clearly a five. Uh, and I, I don't... I don't know. I don't think I have... <laughs> I don't have a ton to add to that. It's just a five. It is. It's number one on the fucking list. It's uh, it, it's just an extremely well done movie. And on top of that, there were so many things. Now, granted, I couldn't guess a lot from this movie, but I think that that's just the circumstances of oh, like, yeah, I my hear those guesses again. <laughs> my upbringing, or you know, like what I was exposed to as a kid. I think that I, having watched it now there was a lot of things that I've seen copied or used in other mm. things like mm -hmm. um, specific like shots even and like interactions and like prison breakout stuff. Mm. And like, especially like the way it's almost framed as like a heist towards the end where it's like kind of explaining all the little details Yeah, that feels very different. And then on top of that, like Morgan Freeman's narration is like, I know that he's narrated a lot of things since then, but like that specific style of narrating I've seen copied in other things. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just, it's a five. Nice. Is Love this it. something you would share with others? Uh, yeah, definitely. But not anytime soon. I think I need, <laughs> I think I need to not watch this again for a little while. It's, <laughs> it's a heavy yeah. movie and it's just, it is sad. Like all the way through just thinking about like the, that like this one snapshot of these two people and like, you know, it's fiction obviously, but like, this is a very real story that does not end yeah. as well for, for millions of Americans. I mean, we have more people in prison in the United States than like any other country on the planet. 
there's more people in prison in some singular states than whole other countries. Mm-hmm. And like that experience today is significantly worse than it was in the 1940s and 60s. It is like much more owned by corporations. So the, like the greed that you see from this one warden where he's reporting to the state, like when it's reporting to corporations, it's, it's much, much worse than that. And uh, mm-hmm. anyways, that's my prison soapbox. And, uh... <laughs> and the fact that Andy was innocent and we know that he was yeah. innocent. Yeah. And they're still like, nope, don't yep. give a shit. And they're just yep. working for slave labor. And, and on yep. top of that, like no rebuild re- rehabilitation, like there's no effort there to like give people what feels like a normal life when they get on the outside. Like, you're not setting them up for that while they're in there. You're not treating people like humans. So when you don't treat people like humans and then you put them on the outside, like they're going to have trouble behaving like a human in a normal society because right. mm-hmm. that's not how you've you've set them up uh, for that entire time. So you don't keep people in a box for 40 years and be like, why can't you fucking figure this out? Mm-hmm. I wonder why. Yeah. That's I also really like Red's speech when he talks about uh, Brooks being institutionalized mm. and you really get to, you know, get that sense of they have no idea how to live outside of prison when you've been in there for that long. And he just puts it very well. Yeah. Well, even like I was thinking about it at the end there too, like red's been in there for 40 years, right? He got out after 40 years of being in there. It was his 40 year, um, where he got his, you know, uh, parole where he got the parole mm-hmm. so andy had been there for approximately 30 ish years almost 30 right um or was andy only in there for about 20 i think 20 years? yeah yeah he took him 20 years to tunnel out and it was about 10 extra years that that red before red got yeah ready, somewhere like seven to ten years so andy both of them were arguably in their 20s or just about 20 for red i think and and andy was in his 20s when he got in there so andy 40 ish when he gets out and then another 10 years he's in his 50s red's in his 60s about 60 years old i was like man he is walking great he is getting to that beach like there they got plenty of life in them to go like they're in their retirement years but like that's just like how long this yeah you know you're in there more than you're out yeah. And it's just yeah. a crazy thing to think about. Um yeah. and I also give this movie a five. It's not my favorite movie ever, but it is like quality standards, such a like I you know, I would put Jaws above this, but that's just me apparently. No. Um but <laughs> not to say like, you know, this is worse movie. It's just this one is it's phenomenal. It's a five. It's uh it's a five. Um because also like a I, I saw this like I know when this came out and I remember it being out I remember it at the Academy Awards and I remember Family Guy spoofing it all these other things just crawling through like the uh, river of shit and like all the all the little things you can do with this is like amazing yeah yeah five Laura and we of, know it's a four of course it's a oh, <laughs> of sorry. course it's a three for me no, no. <laughs> definitely a five for me um. I've seen it so many times that I've been watching it this time. There's like little things that you pick up every time that you may not have noticed before. And you're just like, this is such a freaking good movie. Like every time (laughs) I watch it, I like it more and more. Um, Very well layered. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Mm -hmm. All right. Can we hear some of the, let me wheel the thing away, but I want to hear the guesses too. Um, 
We just wheeled. I know I forgot about here. that. It's okay. We got um, excited about the meter here. Let's see. Okay. All right. All right. Come on, meet. <laughs> okay. Well, that was a slow walk away. It's like a walk of shame. <laughs> I gave. All right. Um. So yeah. So Brian really didn't know anything going into this, except you, you did know that Morgan Freeman was in this, so that was something. Um, yeah. Thought maybe pre nineteen twenties, which I mean, you were correct that it was not present day a lot of the times the movies that we have been seeing were present day when the movie came out um but definitely uh, an older set older mm. um Shawshank was not a town trying to be redeemed uh but there were some cons I guess that you thought may be happening um what I asked what a fish was mm, you said it was like someone gullible yeah, I was that thinking, might, like, but... if there was a bunch of con people, they're like, here we go, fresh meat, yeah. like, someone we can get. But it did have it a slightly different was... context here, yeah. where it was, like, fresh meat in the terms of, like, someone to bully, but not necessarily someone to, like, scam. Yeah. yeah. It kind of got there. Um, and then I asked what what they were taking bets on. Um, I forget how, what you guessed for that. I can't read my <laughs> I think own I... notes. I think I said that he was like, there was maybe someone who was trying to like redeem uh, themselves, and they were betting on whether or not he was going to be successful, yeah. which was not not really at all what that was. And then he thought maybe Mister Shawshank was a grumpy person with his donkey Jake. Um, oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. I started oh. going in kind of like a Shrek route, where I thought that Morgan Freeman was kind of like a Shrek character in this town, and he had a donkey named Jake. That's what, when I was like, once you see who Jake is, you're going to be like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, one other thing I just thought of, I read that the maggot that they feed the bird, Ugh. the, what was it, like the American Humane Society or something had a complaint that they had to actually use, they couldn't kill a maggot to feed the bird, that they had to find <laughs> a maggot that died of natural causes to feed the bird <laughs> in the movie. Amazing. And they actually like uh, complied with it and did that and found a maggot that was dead to feed feed little Jakey. <laughs> I was like, wow. Poor like whoever like on set assistants. Like whoever's yeah, job go that was. Go find a dead maggot. Like where do you even find that? Go find yeah. one that died of you natural causes. You gotta find causes. a lot of alive maggots first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just wait for one to die. um oh and then i had you guess how many times i cry um it depends definitely once for brooks Mm -hmm. sometimes when they shoot um what uh, timmy is that his name yeah the yeah from the guard tower Tommy, Uh, tommy tommy um that sometimes gets me and then sometimes even at the end when red is finally out it's just when he's on the bus and he's talking about yeah. how he's so hopeful that he's going yeah. to find him. Yeah. And I think knowing that it's going to end a happy ending, you're like, oh, we're almost yeah. there. It's like happy yeah. tears. Yeah. Yeah. Happy tears this time around. So sometimes three, definitely once. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I watched it happen live this time. <laughs> the Brooks yeah. one. I was Front like, row I was seat. Like, Oh, she's going. She's going. She's going. <laughs> when he, it, from the very beginning, I just start. Yeah, I don't know. Can't help it. Uh huh. Makes sense. I gotcha. All right. Do we have time for a six degrees? Oh shit! I didn't even think. Of oh that. yeah. Yeah. Let me get my timer running. 
We might it's as been well. a little bit since we've done one of these. I, I can't even remember how to do it. Just kidding. I know how. <laughs> but can you do it is the question. That is very true. Okay. Trying to think of one here. Um. All right. I have mine. Do you have one, Brian? I do. Okay. <laughs> that sounded suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't know how you, I feel about this. You go first, Brian, because I have two, actually. So okay. I'll see based on yours. Seth Green. Okay, that changes mine. I'm going to go with Mark Hamill. <laughs> Mark Hamill to Seth Green. You know, it's it's lucky that I can't do shows because I'm pretty positive Mark Hamill's been on his... Uh, his TV show thing. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Um, robot Chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. See, but oh, I again, I don't chicken. do, I don't, I don't do uh, that. So, all right. So uh, let's see here. Seth Green. All right. Let me start the timer. Seth Green to Mark Hamill. Right. Yep. Oh shit! All right. Here we go. Cool. Here it's running. Seth Green to Mark Hamill. Seth Green to Mark Hamill. Um, I I think I'm I think I'm getting somewhere. You might have somebody might have to fact check me. I think I've got it. I'm just going to stop the timer right now. All right. Seth Green was in a movie called Without a Paddle with Matthew Lillard. Okay. Mm-hmm. Matthew Lillard. So Dak Shepard, Matthew Lillard, and Seth Green. Those are the three in that movie. Matthew Lillard, Sarah, I'm like, you're looking at me, Laura, like, do you, do you know this movie? Yeah. No, wait, no it's ahead. okay. Matthew Lillard, my boy from Scooby Doo and Scream, right? Matthew Lillard was in the first Scream movie. Mm hmm. But I'm going with Matthew Lillard with his uncredited walk-on in Scream 2. Check it out. It should be a thing. He walks by the camera, and it's like just a quick thing. Okay. Laura already seems unimpressed with where I'm going with this. No, I'm because I didn't compute that brian said seth green and i was thinking seth rogan so that's why oh, I got you're really like th- where are i got we? really no. thrown off for without a paddle because i was like okay. seth rogan was not in okay. that movie <laughs> so okay so we're at we're at scream 2 scream okay. 2 matthew lillard i'm pretty sure scream 2 this is where i need to be fact checked carrie fisher is in scream 2 really because that's the college one they go to she goes to college isn't carrie fisher in scream 2 or is it Scream Three? This is where I'm going to get messed up. If it's Scream Three, I'm sc- I, I'm screwed. I got to go back to the drawing board. But if Carrie Fisher is in Scream Two, then I got it. I'm looking. I'm looking. Because then Carrie Fisher to Mark Hamill in Star Wars. Yeah, ob- obviously. Because Carrie Fisher plays a character that she mocks Carrie Fisher. She doesn't play herself. I don't know. It's uh, Scream 3. 
Oh, fuck oh me. no! Shit. All right, all right. I still, I'm only at 25 seconds. I can get back. I can get back on this. All right, here we go. Oh shit, balls! All right, here we go uh, to Mark Hamill. And tw- okay, so clock is back ticking. I've got uh, a minute and a half. So uh, I think I'm still gonna hit that that um, that that Seth Green to Matthew Lillard without a paddle. Matthew Lillard in. Um, Matthew Lillard in um, Scooby Doo. Um, <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. Now, Scooby Doo. Shit, I gotta, I gotta go quick on this. I've got uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Not really gonna help me. I got um, Sarah Michelle Geller. That could get me somewhere. Um, and Linda Car- Car- Cardin- Carnelli. Um, so those two are big enough names that I can get somewhere with that. Um, cause both of them, Linda was in a Marvel movie has, uh, ha- can I get to, um, fuck me. This is getting, this is getting close. <laughs> I've only got 30 seconds left. Um, uh, Mark Hamill shows up in Jane Silent Bob secrets, or uh, Jane Silent Bob, um, strike back. Um, Fuck, uh, how can I get to Matthew Lillard or Sarah Michelle Geller in that in those? No, I don't think she was. Uh okay, I'm out of time. Um I'm trying to see if I can still figure it out, but I, I didn't make my <laughs> two minute mark. Um Oh, fuck. Fuck. All right. So. (laughs) All right. So this is the connection I got and you can do a better one, but I lost because I didn't hit the two minutes, but it was through scream. Um, So Seth Green to um, fucking um, Matthew Lillard and without a paddle, Matthew Lillard to Jamie Kennedy and scream one Jamie Kennedy to Mark Hamill in fucking Jane silent Bob strike back. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Jamie Kennedy was a fucking PA during like the movie that they were filming of blunt man uh, and chronic in, in that. And Chris rock was fucking like treating him like shit on the set. Fuck. I bet you there's probably an easier way too. I was thinking can't hardly wait has so many people in it that maybe that could have been. With Seth yeah, Green. I literally forgot Seth Green was in any other movie. Like <laughs> just a now, Austin just, Powers. Yes, yeah. like just now, Austin Powers <laughs> popped in my mind. Yeah. And technically, too, I mean, I don't think it gets me. It might get me faster, but Seth Green was the voice of um, of um, Howard the Duck in the James Gunn Guardians of the Galaxy movies. And again, there's so many Marvel actors that someone has worked with Mark Hamill through those, but I don't know if it's been through yeah. guardians or not. Um, what is the I'm Oracle sure, giving us? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's, you know, the Oracle isn't working. Um, oh, it no. is, it is actually only giving me one connection, which is actually that they did make a robot chicken star Wars movie. They did technically yep. that, that uh, Hamill was in with Seth Green. Right. Like I said, yeah. through the TV, I, I'm positive. Like I would have been like they've done together in that. 
Um, but it because of that, and because it only has a number of one, it's not letting me find a different link. Other options. Yeah, yeah uh, I can't. That sucks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, Mark Hamill. The thing is, like, also Mark Hamill. Like, what he um, played, he did recently. He was the voice of Chucky in the new Chucky, uh, mm-hmm. the Child's Play movie with Aubrey Plaza. Um, I'm sure theirs can get to. Yeah. You know, get to. Um, well, he's still got it. He's still got yeah, it. yeah, but not within the time frame. I don't count it as a <laughs> as a win unless I can get it under it, under that two minutes or the two minutes are under. So I'll take the lot and the L, but I I still stand by my uh, connections <laughs> that I got. <laughs> Fucking Jamie Kennedy, God damn it. <laughs> man! <sighs> Scream three as well. Shit, that's all right. Still got it. It's all good. Yeah. Cool. Well, that was good. That was good fun. And now the next one we've got will be another uh, good one. And hopefully, Brian, you'll you'll like this next movie just as much. So Yeah, I'm excited for it. And we'll see you next time. Yeah. Get busy living. Get busy dying. Like a fart in the fart wind. Fart in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I got to go pinch a loaf. Yeah. <laughs>